DJX Tech, Tampa Bay's Pulse Radio, DJX Tech 1s, 2s, Underground. Today, I am sitting here with Cole Swallow. What's up, Cole? What's up, man? Not too much. Doing, doing all right, doing all right, considering all the circumstances and everything, you know, uh, you, you know, you know yeah. a bit that's been going on and stuff like that. So um, uh, give everybody an introduction to yourself, like, uh, like, let them know what you're all about here, man. Well, um, I'm just, I know this is so cliche and oversaid. I'm an artist. Uh, I live in Sterlington, Louisiana, <laughs> out the middle of nowhere. Uh, just very driven about what I do. I just I just make music that people can feel to, you know, light up, smoke some, maybe cry. I don't know. It depends on your situation. Um, <laughs> I myself have had some problems with anger and sadness and a lot of trauma. So I've just figured out a way to put that and make that my art, you know, just give it something like that's my fuel to make a product that I can use for therapy. It's therapeutic, that process. And uh, the journey is what matters. So I'm all about, I'm an artist that's all about the journey. I totally understand that. That seems to be, uh, you know, music for a lot of indie artists especially seems to be a, a, you know, an outlet for, you know, whatever kind of mental stuff they got going on and everything like that. Uh, So um, let me ask you this, just because you're mentioning Sterling first off, right? Like, how big is Sterling compared to, like, Baton Rouge, for example? Like, um, you know, uh, obviously a little bit of a bigger city, but uh, are you like like Deep Woods Country or or like... Uh, It's it's like... We can't even get hyperlink out here, like type shit. <laughs> okay. Like, it's out in the middle of like there's cow pastures on each side. Serlington's mm. uh, like we have one Sitco, a Waffle House, and a Sonic. Like, <laughs> oh, like, like Waffle Waffle much. House is bad news as is. <laughs> I heard about a lot of stabbings oh. <laughs> there. <and shit. laughs> yeah. So you know we have to go to Monroe. That's pretty much where. I would say the hub of things are, um, but then you have, you know, Shreveport, Ruston, like all these sub towns outside of here. And then, uh, obviously if you go, uh, West, you're going to hit Dallas eventually. And then if you go East, you're going to pass through Jackson, Mississippi, things like that. Okay. So, so okay so that, that gives a little bit of more of an idea of, of a, a geography so i'm assuming the um the music scene isn't huge in sterling uh from what you said unless you're playing Hell for no. a pasture of cows right <laughs> the i mean the only celebrity here like if you're not doing country music uh southern rock or just <laughs> any form of blues it, it's really like it's really dead if i had to be honest there's not a lot of diversity here um especially for the kind of music that i do the mindset i try to put out like a lot of people are very closed-minded and very single-minded when it comes to uh the type of genres they like and there's no problem with that that's cool like you know you like what you like um but for me it's hard to it's hard to get anybody on that hype train in my local town like i don't expect anybody here to stick to my music it would have to be everywhere else right because this is kind of one of those towns that's a void and it'll suck you in you'll never like fucking leave excuse my language (laughs) so you're excused we say fuck on here all the time so you know it's all good (laughs) (laughs) fuck 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 all right (laughs) so 
Sterlington is basically a shitter, but the only celebrity that he was actually working out at my gym. I went to this gym in Bastrop called the Fitness Lodge, and Dylan Scott, country singer. Don't know if you've heard. No, I'm familiar. Um, okay. He was working out in my gym. I didn't talk to him, but I was like, holy shit, you know, <laughs> it's Dylan Scott. Like, I don't like country, but what's up? Like, I don't well, know. I, I so would... it's. I, I would assume yeah. then, since you said that uh, that you know you'll hit uh, you'll hit Dallas. How far how far of a drive is Dallas from you? I'd say about five hours. Okay, so it's not really all that bad. So I mean, if if you ever yeah. had to do like a weekend gig there or anything like that, I mean, it's it's easily accessible, right? So yeah, like just crash with a friend and then just stay the weekend. Try to ask off work. I don't fucking know. Right, for They're sure. Really strict about that. Now l- let me ask you, because um, because I mean, I, I've seen you on the um on the CD covers. You know, hide behind a smile, right? And um, and do you actually do you work with a band or what what do you do as far as as far as like composition of your music to get all the different instruments in there? Um, I work with producers, so like I find a guy that knows how to make beats, and basically what I'll do is, uh, you think of it like when you go to art class, you have a painting, or like a canvas, okay, and that DAW, that digital audio workspace, so for instance, I'm familiar with uh, producers that use, I believe, what is it called, FL Studio, and so we'll get on FL Studio, and I'll use... One second, I'll, uh, I'll get it for you. Hold on. This thing right here. <laughs> so basically, what we'll do is I'll get into the studio and I'll sit in a chair like this with my guitar, and I'll have the rip, or I'll just stand up, whatever is accessible. He'll plug this thing into the interface, and after that, we just get to painting. It's like layering, you know? Um, We'll make a guitar thing. He'll probably put a click track on. I don't know. I I suck at click tracks. Um, And this is if I'm making my own beats. I typically include a lot of rock type elements instrumentally, just because that's where I come from. That's just what I like and what I was raised on. Um, but, hold on, oh, okay, sorry, <laughs> oh my god, I'm sucking at this, uh, I'm losing track of mine, I'm so squirrel-minded, so, basically what happens is we record the guitar, and then, you know, I'll be like, put some trap beats in there, make it, like, if it's a rap rock song, I'll just be like, okay, you know, make it kind of like a little peep type beat, or like something Juice World will do, or... I don't know, we'll, we'll communicate that and just bounce off of vibes and then I'll co-produce it while he operates. So it, in a way, it's sort of like a band right? Um, between two people. Um, I also play the drums. So if he's got an electric drum kit and we need to sample something, I'll try to put that in there. You're going to hear that in the title track of my album, Hide Behind a Smile. Um, there's a part where I do like the flam, with the right? And then it's fades into like this hi-hat beat that we did it's, i don't know how to explain it in words but no, it's, all, it's all good we'll listen to we'll listen to that yeah you know, you know when it when it's ready for uh, for that so um do you do you do you plan on forming a band because because have you have like let's get into this right so have you done 
live shows with a band or do you plan on doing live shows like with a band like in the future or do you or do you want to just think more of um like kind of the situation that you're talking about now where you know you'll have something uh pre-recorded and you know in, in like instrumental format and then you'll just stand out there with your guitar and sing like um what, what are your thoughts on that well um i would love to actually get with a band sort of like a machine gun kelly setup kind of like um i never thought i would be anything close to a rapper but i've actually become very like involved with that type of music just to modernize things a bit you know um but my appreciation for grunge and all alt rock and punk and just all that has fused into that modernization so that's gonna require me to have both elements in my mind i feel like i would actually love a dj and still have a live drummer and maybe another guitarist and then mainly i'll have you know autotune on my mic because i mean i can sing i don't need it but i need it for the sound i Mm. use it aesthetically right um especially for a song like crack um which y'all hear on the album because it's on my soundcloud I don't know, <laughs> but anyway, um, I use a lot of electronic uh, undertones, I would say, and a lot of my music. Well, so there's, there's, I definitely. Yeah, I, I hear a lot of I hear I hear a lot of electronic undertones, and then also your kind of fusion. Um, you know, it's ever so subtle, but your fusion with with like the uh, with like the traditional kind of like let's say hip hop flow incorporated with with you know with the indie rock music that you're doing is uh, right. is pretty spot on. So how how did you come up with the idea to get that to get that kind of fusion like like melding together? Is that just is that just your Ooh. thought process? Was it was it just like you woke up? It was uh, a, you woke up with pink hair and then a pink light bulb like showed up and like. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, so like okay, this is gonna sound really fucking simple, but there is a process to it. Um. So my mom kind of raised me. Uh, shout out to my mom. Uh, she raised me on Nirvana. Okay, and that's how I found Kurt. And I was like, man, this dude is 50 shades of fucked up. And I was like, I feel exactly how he feels, you know? So, like, I feel that sound. I feel that grittiness. I feel that that sorrow. And I found later, you know, I was... Early on, I was very narrow-minded as well. Like, oh, I wouldn't listen to trap and hip-hop. Like, ew. Like, high school rolled around. And Lil Uzi Vert was actually the first person I heard EXO Tour Life. And I was like, holy fuck. This is something. So, I started a band with my friend Tristan. And he, you know... He, he was really into hip-hop and rap. But he also loved Rage Against the Machine. So, I was like, what if we put him as a vocalist... And he was just a rapper, and I was on drums, and I had my metal bassist um, at the time, which is one of my best friends. Uh, and that we just kind of like did some shit experimentally. So that's where I really started to realize, okay, ever since listening to Linkin Park, you know, bands like that, and then Lil Uzi Vert referencing the rock and roll thing, and just seeing this kind of come together like this is this could be a trend this is an idea um this is honestly a whole this is innovative as fuck like a whole new genre you know and so if grunge or punk rock or anything is actually coming back to the mainstream at any point 
this is how we're gonna do it. This is our gateway. Post Malone, for instance. Fucking love him, dude. The most talented, innovative person out there in the music industry, in my opinion. Like, he just, I don't know, he figured it out. Like, uh, no, he he, would... he he really did because I got to tell you, like the like you know, if you've never heard Post Malone's music and you yeah, yeah. saw him for the first time, you would never think in your life that he is as exactly. talented of a singer as he is, right? So he definitely, uh, yeah, he definitely manipulated the system a little bit with all that shit. For sure. I mean, I would. It's like, honestly, if I had a dream collab, it would be him. Um, or Billie Eilish because she's Billie Eilish Fuck right it, whatever but um, <laughs> uh, I wanted to say to wrap things up here on this question Kurt Cobain Chester Bennington Mike Shinoda and Lil Peep Lil Peep was the breaking point I was like oh yeah this has to happen he died too early this is a whole new innovative genre I want to explore this more yeah, grunge is cool, and, like, there's so much diversity, and you just go hard, you know, with loud guitars and bombastic drums, but what if you had trap hi-hats and hip-hop melodies, and, like, if you combine Lil Uzi Vert, Juice World, Polo G, The Kid, Lil Roy, with Kurt Cobain, Lil Peep, Green Day, uh, Black Flag, uh, Circle Jerks, and The Germs, like, just everybody, you know, all in, like, one... I don't know. It's just there's so much potential for creation there for me. Absolutely, man. You know, you put different styles together, you get to you get to form kind of like a better idea and a different genre at that point. You know, uh, the the last interview that I did with uh, with Super Five Stone, you know, he's kind of like in the same thing. You know, he broke out through that. He was working with Vibe Electro, so he went more with with just kind of like let's say like a straight like kind of spoken word kind of thing, to you know to deep melodies, um, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, vocal processing, of course, and everything like that. But I mean, you know, his stuff sounds good, and I think I think you know it's it's really groundbreaking also. So. Um, I do love your song Set It Off and this is what we're promoting so we're going to cut here and we're going to play Set It Off right now. All right.
guess you knew me before you came It's no stranger in the dark and Alright, that was Cole's song, Set It Off. That single will be released June 17th. That one will be followed by an EP of the same title that will be released at the end of June. Tell me a little bit about tell me a little bit about Set It Off, man. Um well Set It Off was a song about controlling anger, actually. Um that was a song that I, I really just kind of, I, I fucking just felt that, you know, like I gave my soul to that song, uh, even blew up my vocals in the studio because <laughs> I, I was screaming so much. I just, I needed it just right. Um, I wanted to capture that emotion of that intensive, impulsive, explosive anger. You know what I'm saying? Like, when someone sets you off, you don't know how to control yourself. You feel enraged. If you're not on Prozac or something and, you know, your chemicals are all fucked up, you don't know which way is up. And personally, I've experienced that. And also, it's relating, in this case, to a toxic relationship contributing to it. For example, the lyric... Um, what was it? You stole, you stole my time. You stole my life. You showed me nothing. Th- like phrases like that in the song. Um, that's what I was referring to. Um, there's also stressors that contribute to things that set me off. Like um, when I started cosmetology school, too many things, too many hours. Everything's the same. Um, too many hours, too many things. That's a reference to literally the amount of hours and shit I had to learn and still am learning. It's just think about it. To think about it all at once, it would make you stressed out and you would get angry that this is happening to you. I'm angry that I'm trapped in Monroe. I'm angry that I'm not reaching people like I want to reach people. I'm angry that my music isn't as good as I want it to be. It could be anything in my life, you know, but also set it off could be for universal purpose. Uh, A lot of people going through the same shit. It's think of like, uh, I guess this is like today's version of teen angst. I think I was trying to write like the next teen spirit is what I was trying to do. Okay. Well, so, it definitely wouldn't be a bad idea to emulate that song because you know that that was obviously a hit worldwide. Um, now right. Let me let me ask you about this, like 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 because you're talking about too many things to do, too much time, right? Um, mm-hmm. Now being in school, full time job, trying to be a musician and everything like that, and I'm sure that you know yeah. there's 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 other other stuff that you're taking care of, you know, throughout your daily life and everything like that. Um, how? how much time do you actually afford yourself to actually sit down and write and to kind of like, uh, you know, get new music ideas out there and, and, and all that kind of stuff? Um, it really comes as it goes. 
you kind of have to understand how like I how the process is for me. Um, so I do all my demos, as you know, on BandLab, um, which is a great platform to just completely noobishly get like a sketch down of what you want, and then you know micro engineer it, and then actually go to a real studio and then record professionally. Because chances are, if you don't have a good mic as it is, it's going to sound like shit. I mean, I'm using, I can't really show you, but it's a connector, like a input jack. And I use this headset, actually. I use literally the phone and the headset to record all of my demos, including all the guitar parts. I got my amp right there, my guitar. So sometimes if I'm doing like a beat demo, I'll try to program the drums myself. All right, so we, so we have the process down and everything. Let, let me ask you, uh, what helps you stay motivated and what helps you stay focused on actually doing what you're doing? Um, mm, a lot of things. I, I guess... myself uh to reinvest in myself and just to be somebody to to have a purpose you know to to not go crazy to make sure that i have a reason to live and that, that other people will have a reason to live and to know that it's it's okay and like like it's okay you know feel like shit even if it's it's not okay for a person but it's okay because you're going to be okay um and when you listen to my music it's supposed to be kind of like a release uh, um, which is always the goal. So that motivates me. Also, just continuing to set vibes, continuing to make something new, a chance to make art. Okay. Um, and, and just just to get turned up. You know? No, I hear you. Um, so let me ask you. I really you. don't know. I have a lot of drive in me that motivates me. We'll talk I about have that. A let's, lot let's hear of need it. To uh, feel and yeah, yeah, coming from where I'm coming from, how my mom is, especially, and how she's inspired me to understand things on a deeper level. Okay. You there? Oh, okay. Um, coming from where I was, where mom did teach me how to understand metaphors on a different level. I had to have somewhere to sort these. I had to have somewhere to make them to start writing. Like, since I'm not really talkative and I'm very introverted, and also I'm not writing yet, it's like I need a place to put feelings. So 
here's my shit. Release this date. Go check it out. It helps me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I put my feelings out. So it's when, when I get validated, like, hey, this is out of my system. Wow, this sounds good. And this is going to help someone else. But also, damn, I'm getting the stream. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just to be blunt, it's a business thing. But it's also very much a personal issue um, that becomes solved in a way. That's what drives me to be able to solve those issues. Okay, I got you. Like, um, so because because there's three projects on the table right now. There's basically so we have the um, we have set it off releasing uh, June seventeenth. We have the uh, titled EP that's releasing at the uh, end of June. Um, then uh, that's going to be followed up by the album Hide Behind a Smile. Um, what are your plans for going beyond hide behind a smile? Do you already have an idea for that? Or are you kind of in this moment right now where let's, let's, let's get this out first. And once this is all settled, once the promotion is like kind of like settling down, then we're going to go and we're going to start uh, producing the new album. Yes and no. Uh, for example, I've thought about past Hide Behind a Smile, like, what's the plan after this? Because we already have, like, a timeline, like, exactly a plan, a more solid plan of exactly what we're doing now. And all I have to do is put in the time and the money to get there um, and just really get the visual content set up, you know, just get people on board with this first. But I have started to think about what themes and what is the next move for me like where am I going with my sound but also what am I going to be about well I is it because I'm I'm like the type of artist like I love telling a story so I don't want to just tell one story and it just be kind of like a um, an American horror story series and then it just like one season is dedicated to one topic or a certain ideal and then it's something totally different which I did think about but I kind of want it to connect in a way you know, like, when you play the COD Zombies map, okay, each Zombies map has lore. It connects to each one. It's different. They make you pay for it, and they rip you the fuck off, but, like, still. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of like that with my art. Um, so, the next one, the next album I speculated is going to be called, I've had a couple of names for it, but Play With Fire is one that I kind of had because I, I like play on words a lot um, and play with fire to me is like it literally what it says um, but also play with fire like you're playing with songs that are good as fuck like that's the goal is to just make these actually like vibe you know and that's always the goal with me um and i don't mean to sound arrogant in that context i always try to make 200 percent effort in my songs uh quality over quantity is what a friend told me absolutely um, yeah and so i've just stuck to that ideology and it's inspired titles it's inspired tons of ideas um but yeah, that's well. Well, this is kind of going back to the conversation that you and I had when we were when when, when you and I were discussing about you know um, 
the release sequence and everything, right? It, it's because there are tracks that are unfinished for Hide Behind a Smile. So like, like touching on this point exactly is that it would be, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of ludicrous really to start promoting an album that is unfinished, right? So right. the better sequencing of things is to do, you know, A to step B, and then we'll end up at step C, you know, with a little bit fewer songs. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you this much, and I'm sure that you know this, And but for artists that don't know this, exactly. is that is that, you know, um, attention spans are short. You got to catch somebody like within the first 10 seconds to be like noticed, you know, so um the more content that you put out the you know you have to stay relevant is basically the, the, the point that i'm getting at right so waiting to finish you know um 12 tracks for example is you know i mean that's going to be a long process especially like what you're talking about you got school you got the part-time job right there's there's you, you yeah. know your other stuff in your daily a lot life of and right yeah. and, and a lot of people are going through the same thing right so just uh just just as a point of reference let's let's use that like if you have enough content to do like a single then an ep and then work on an album or maybe another single and another ep and then actually have an album come out then that's one way to stay um you know kind of like on top and relevant so that way you know your fan base doesn't like be like well shit he hasn't replaced he hasn't released anything in two months all right we got to find something else right but um right. to that effect um how do you engage with fans more because i know you're active on, on instagram um what's another way that you that you like integrate social media to excuse me to connect with your fans uh just just to have a little bit more engagement are you on facebook are you are you um anywhere else like 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 give me an idea of your of your setup and your daily life on like you know messengers and and, and facebook instagram where else do you go man yeah i'm on facebook instagram uh i use tiktok a lot uh, see, there's like two ways to go about it. Like, if you're not a content creator, you're gonna have to just spam your music and just hope people listen to it. And there's like a whole strategy, and you're gonna put it in a lot more work. But if you're a content creator, there's a way. Even if you're not though, like, there's still a way in between. Like, a way that I use, for example, uh, humor, personality, memes. I try to get personal with the fans. I don't look at them as fans. I look at them as family. Uh, I look at them as friends. People that are just like me. That I just want to hang out with. I just kind of want to like see what they're about. And a way to do that is obviously social media. Like, you know, promote your shit. See how they're going to do. But then find a way to make them engage with you find, find a way to make it interesting for them mm -hmm. uh, also knowing your fan base and having a tar target fan base is huge so <laughs> for me being an lgbt artist um i'm just gonna be blunt as hell here a lot of celebrities like if you're popping on only fans in the gay community you're already a celebrity <laughs> like if you're it's six foot ripped and white like i don't know it's it seems to be the stereotype that everybody goes after and i mean that's kind of a joke in a way like um but it, it's easy to make it in the gay community because you try to involve i guess your sexuality rather than something that actually matters like your, uh, your personality, your, 
shit, I'm kind of losing thought. I, I got an idea what I'm trying to say, but like, I, I don't know how to say it. No, that's good. That's good. Like, I mean, yeah. Take your time. Um, personality matters. People love people love the artist. They fall in love with the artist because of their personality. That is 200%. So, memes, whatever the fuck you gotta do. Like, personal life, vlogging, uh, go live on Instagram sometimes. Just say hi to fans. Um, I, for example, I go to school to do hair. I'll hop on live if I'm, like, dyeing my hair or something. Like, hey, guys, look, I'm doing my, my shit. I don't know. It's just, uh, look at it as kind of like a personal diary. It doesn't even have to be like you're doing this for somebody. It could be for you, you know, but people enjoy it. They enjoy interacting with you. And it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight. Um, for me, where I'm aiming is an advantage because I relate to people of the same sexual orientation. And a lot of my music is aimed towards the problems that we face in this community. And uh, just a, a lot of the bullshit that comes with it and like how it can affect somebody. But no matter your sexual orientation, for me, it's always the goal to make everybody relate to it. Now, let me let me ask you this, because obviously this this kind of I think this would be a natural question for for anybody. Um, are you are you open in your hometown? Hell yeah. Okay. Like out? Yeah. Like, because, you know, typically, you know, the, the, the general stereotype of things is, you know, smaller towns are probably, you know, um, more church going folk, you know what I mean? And, yeah, and for sure. so like, like in your town, like what's, what's been the reception to your personal sexuality? Um, <laughs> bitch, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you just have to, like, fuck it. <laughs> um, I had this Pentecostal woman. She was all telling me at church. I mean, not at church. I don't go to church. Fuck that shit. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> Excuse me, Christian. Um, she... Oh, my God. Like, I'm not harping on anybody's religion, but I was doing her hair. And she was sitting in the chair. She was like, what church do you go to? And I said, I... I'm not really with that whole type of thing. She goes, shame on you. And I'm like, bitch, get out of my chair. No, I'm kidding. Don't say that to a client. If you're a Cosmo, don't do that shit. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, but like, I'm accepting of everyone, right? So I'm not open about myself too much, but everybody else. Oh, hey, Nana, how you doing? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> anyway. So, oh my god. Okay, we're probably gonna have to edit that. No, we're definitely leaving ah! that in. Oh, oh, really? Oh, shit. Well, hey, man, you're all about real life and being real. Keep the fans engaged. Awesome. We're leaving it in. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, really. So, so. Love you, bitch. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, just be open. Like, fuck it. It didn't. It didn't matter. It's 2021. This is not 1965. People will not hang you. They will not stone you. Well, some of us also, you know. Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of homophobic people out there. You have to really be careful because, I mean, people are dangerous in general. They're fucking assholes, but that's not your fault. Like, be the fuck you. Wear a rainbow outside. It's fucking Pride Month. Happy Pride, by the way, everybody out there. Um, show off yourself. And Pride doesn't have to just be about gays or queers or lesbians, trans, whatever you are. It can be just being happy. 
celebrating peace. Well, that's the damn meaning of the word gay in the first place is just happy, right? So, I mean, exactly. you know, uh, like, like what you're saying, let's just celebrate individuality, celebrate, uh, you know, who we are. Like, listen, man, we all have one shot on this planet and for us to be sit around and be dickheads about, you know, um, one exactly. person's point of view rather than others, you know, then... I mean, it's just not needed. You know, it's not needed. I mean, you know, we're not in the 60s anymore. It's not the 50s. Like, like you know, like get over yourself and just, uh, you yeah. know, other people are out there. Trust me. You know, there's different there, there's different styles of life. So, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, so a, a lot of people, obviously, especially in the past, I think I think that parents are becoming a little more progressive now also. But, you know, a lot of parents in the past always, you know, had that same problem, you know, where, oh, my God, we must have did something wrong. You know, he turned out this way or, you know, so has your has your mom and grandma, has your family in general been uh -huh, been yeah. accepted? Yeah, my dad is still kind of a dickhead about it. Like, but I, it's kind of just you just got to be like, fuck them, man, bitch. Like, you got to walk kind of away, like respect your parents. But if they don't respect you because you're a certain way, that doesn't. Like you're you're good. Like just be you. Uh, it's not your fault that they're intolerant. Okay. Now, if it comes down to a living situation, which I dead ass thought like, okay, if I out myself, like I'm gonna get kicked out. You know, my mom wasn't. She had a hard time because it's a southern mom. Okay, and southern moms they beat your ass. So like, if you were not, you know what I'm saying, like how they expected this white picket fence husband as like get a girlfriend type shit right they're gonna fucking like they're gonna kill you and it's just like that fear i'm not saying they're going to it's just like in my mind i felt like there was a lot of shit about to happen and it wasn't going to be good so coming out isn't easy for anybody and it, it really is weird at first uh, i remember the first time like i kissed a guy and i hugged a guy it was so awkward like, I was like, this is not, you know, so that may be normal too. No, I, that, I, I think, like, I think it is normal because like you're talking about it being awkward. But how, how old were you when, when this happened? I was 17. Okay. So well, it was 17, maybe, maybe not so much. Um, Cause I remember, I remember, you know, obviously, you know, the first time I was, I was like, I was like, um, I knew <laughs> let's like grandma fast. <laughs> yeah. Say hi. Say hello, hi. grandma. Hello. Hey. <laughs> she my everything. We're my best friend. Did you feed the cats? I love you too. I did feed the cats. Okay, good. <laughs> pussy be fed. <laughs> but, but heading back on that, you know, I remember, um, you, you know, as a kid coming into sexuality and everything like that, you know, for, mm -hmm. for me, the first time, you know, I kind of like, you know, hugged a girl or kissed a girl or... You know, when it even got deeper than that, then kind of like right. every situation, like every step of it felt awkward. So I got to assume that that just because you're a different sexuality doesn't mean doesn't necessarily mean that, um, that, you know, that those steps really change. You know what I mean? Exactly. But there was an extra layer to it because you see, I, I felt so suppressed. Like I could like I couldn't tell my mom I like dick and she'd be like, oh, this is cool. Like it's it's so fucking hard. Like at first, um she was so like unaccepting of it and that's what made it that's what gave it that extra layer of awkward i was supposed to be this masculine like oh i'm a gentleman like it's just no let me be cold like i'm not this you know i don't believe in that stupid shit where it's like 
it has to be a certain way. No, the only way that it has to be is how you make it. It's how you're comfortable. It's how you're happy. Just don't fucking hurt anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's it. So, ever since then, my mom has actually gotten a lot more liberal. And my sister's always supported me, too. She's always been my main ride or die. Like, I love that bitch to the day. I swear. But, and we fight sometimes. I'm actually in some law shit because of her, so I'm stuck here in a deferment till like the end of. <laughs> it, shit gets real, you know. Like we turn 18, you, ooh, you can't do anything anymore. It no. sucks ass, but yeah. <laughs> I was, um, you know, I, I always tell my daughter, you know, stay a kid as long as you can because once you hit 18, everything changes for you. Everything does. And it only progresses throughout life, you know. Once you become 21, things are different. Once you become 30, things are different, you know. So, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go beyond 30. Let's just stick with 30 for the, for the time being. So, um, so, um, so, the sexuality obviously comes across in the music. Yes. Yes, for sure. Uh, Sergeant Brokart is a very good example. I said, let's make a gay walk. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna write this song about. Uh, just real quick, that's gonna be on the EP, by the way. It's inspired from a guy that I kind of took. I made a character out of him. I basically took a situation, a fantasy that I molded out of, you know, the good things me and my ex did, and I made it to this perfect boyfriend that, like, I'm crushing over, but he's not wanting more than friends because he's broke-hearted. Uh, so it, it's a lot of metaphors in that song. It's a lot deeper than just like, I want to fuck you in the morning, want to fuck you instead, or whatever the fuck I'm saying. But it's just like, that's the humor of it. I like writing a lot of satire and comedy to my stuff. So um, you won't hear songs just serious, like set it off. You're going to hear a lot of funny stuff, but also it, it's really deeper. And most people wouldn't even bother to take the time to listen to it because it'd be like, you gay or something you know but right um well no that's exactly the point you know is is you know i'm i'm sure that there are going to be many people out there that will enjoy the song there probably will be some that will not enjoy it you know especially if you're going with a specific tone right so you know once you're making a specific point then obviously there's going to be disagreements on both sides about it you know i mean even even if the and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be about sexuality you know it could have just been as simple as politics you know or it could have been as simple as religion once you start bringing anything that's 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 controversial into it then you know you're going to have some people that are just going to absolutely 100 percent hate on it and the people that are 100 percent going to absolutely love it and just be supportive but um just know this much that as far as that as far as myself my family and my listeners i hope i hope that most of my listeners are completely accepting of that shit you know so uh we got your back on this man we always will and uh, more power to you for 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 being out and being open about it you know so um yeah let's um i'm all about sex positivity that goes for in the sheets and out the sheets so i'm just an open person all around like i'm not trying to corrupt anybody obviously there's kids <laughs> bitch keep them innocent but it's like just just live your life just be you like stop hating so much like how the fuck is elon musk doing all this work and trying to get us on mars and get us on venus and god knows wherever the fuck else fucking neptune i don't even know eventually we're gonna colonize all these places how the fuck are we gonna move to other planets if we can't like get our head right here like we cannot stop fighting and just realize okay we're all fucking human beings let's just stop wars 
okay, like, I know you're gonna see this meme. It's gonna be made into a meme. It's gonna have the chart. It's gonna be like, violence shrinks to fucking zero after the cold follow interview. But, <laughs> basically, just be fucking nice. And I know if you're an asshole, then at least just. I don't know. Attempt to be tolerant, right? Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know what to say here, but like, it's as simple as if everybody just kind of did their own thing that wouldn't interfere with other people uh, trying to do theirs. No, I totally agree with you. You know, you, you have to be you have to be sounder about everybody else's life. You have to realize that everybody is in the same boat with you, right? Everybody pays bills, everybody pays taxes, everyone's going to work, everyone's doing something, you know. We're all we're, out, we're, we're all out here doing the same thing. We're all in the system. We're all contributing. You know, we all got to go go grocery shopping. You know, we all got to eat. We, you know, we're all in that same boat. So, you know, what the fuck does anything else matter rather than the fact that, you know, we're here, right? So, that's just my personal take on it and you know, um, that's that, that's one of the criteria that I have for, and that's like one of the only criteria that I have for the show is when you submit music, it cannot it cannot be specifically you know generating hate of any kind because that's just shit that I, that's just shit that I don't tolerate because we we don't need that we don't need that you know 2020 was a bad fucking year 2021's shaping up to be a little bit better but there's still some shit going on but you know. Um, so tell me what's going to be, what's going to be the next song that you are going to be in the studio mastering. Okay. So I actually have a studio time today. We're starting production on a new song called battles and this song is really fucking chill. I don't know. Y'all may cry. Y'all may smoke a joint to it. I don't know what y'all are going to do. I'm tired of listening to it, honestly, but I got to study it. It's just like a test. You gotta study it, go into the studio, you know, know your shit, get the tracking, because your money's on the line. And that's also some more advice I would give y'all. Go into the studio, make sure you know your song before going in there. Uh, have a plan. Um, have your lyrics written out, obviously. Um, go to go to the notes in your phone. That's what I do. Um, just go into the studio, mark out exactly what you want, if it's complicated or not. Um... I'm gonna do that tonight. I'm gonna go in. We're gonna track, I guess, the uh, lead vocals first, since it's the type of song that it is. Do backing vocals, and then I call this thing uh, like third-party singing vocals, or um, vocals that are just more like, like that in the background. Ad loading, basically. Uh, yeah, kind of. Kind of melody or. Whatever the fuck. I mean, that's part of the painting process. It's what makes the artist unique. It's your preference to whatever you feel like you need to do. And I fucks with that, man. Go for it. (laughs) All right, man. I fucks with that. Let's go for it. Closing statement right there. All right, man. Uh, Any any, any, uh, special shout-outs you want to give anyone? Do so now, please. Uh, All right. Shout-out to Jordan Alexander, my producer. Shout-out to my mom. My grandma, I love you, bitch. Um, she hates when I call her that. Um, <laughs> shout out to Bremen Rock, uh, my babe. Nah. <laughs> shout out to uh, my fucking what's his name? Oh my god, Brian the Diamond, a spirit animal. Um, Kurt, Lil Peep, thank you. Rest in peace. Um, before this gets any cringier, 
shout out to my fans, everybody that supported me and that has helped me. And I just, I fucking cannot thank y'all enough. Like, I would not be able to do this shit if it were not for you guys and everyone listening. And thank you, DJ, as well. No worries on my man, on my end, man. We are we're glad to have you on, and obviously, once again, we're promoting "Set It Off," releasing June seventeenth. Hyperlink uh, will be in the video description, so make sure you click on that. Make sure you pre-save Cold Song. You're gonna love it. Trust me. I'm sure that if you listen through the uh, entire interview here, that you did hear it already. Uh, so pre-save it, so that way you can put it in your library on Spotify or Apple iTunes or you know wherever the hell you listen to your music. It's it's delivered through DistroKid, so it's gonna be everywhere. Cole. Uh, as a personal thing, I just want to say thank you for being real. Thank you for being up front. And definitely thank you for being on show. I look forward to spending more of your music, obviously. And, uh, yeah, man, we're looking forward to uh, future releases and, and everything, man. All right. Yeah, man. For sure. Thank you for having me. For I sure. really appreciate being here. I was happy to be here. I was really stoked for this interview. So thank you so much for this. And, uh, I don't know. Rock and roll, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> there we go. Right. Say hi to mom and grandma for me. All right, I will. All right, brother. Rock on. All right. Rock on. Later. See you.